All right. Well, good morning. Welcome in. Doing a show from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm right here in the middle of Roll Tide in uh, War Eagle country, um, which is okay. It's okay to do that every now and then. Enemy territory. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Go local, go with the home team, as Jake Mangum likes to tell us. I saw Jake at Commodore Bob's. On Saturday night after the game, uh, he went down and did a, a two-week, uh, basically winter session for Tampa Bay. And and then he's back for three days, he said, and then back on a plane tomorrow to go back down to Tampa to start the process of of working out. So we wish him the best, the mayor, for sure. Uh, go to favorites.com to get a quote in four minutes or less. Save on your car and home with your Farm Bureau insurance agent. I'm your host, Bo Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. It's been a couple of weeks since we caught up with Steve Robertson. 247 Sports, jeanspage.com, the Boneyard Podcast. Steve, have you missed us? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I went to bed last night crying, wondering when I was going to get to talk to you again. <laughs> I'm not sure I believe that, but I like that you. I like the answer. Okay, I do. How you been, man? Good, man. It's uh, it's been a much different climate, you know, here in the last few weeks. You know, it's uh, it's been those the grindstone ever since the Sunday after the Texas A&M game. You know, when we began to get word that Zach Arnett was going to be relieved of his duties, he had a you know coaching search and staffing concerns, and then of course recruiting and transfer portal stuff really ramped up and you know now you've got uh i don't know about almost 30 new bulldogs on campus now uh participating in spring classes and summer workouts yeah you know i wanted um malzahn or chadwell but i like i'm warming up to jeff levy and i see what zach selman was trying to do steve and go young and offense and get the quarterback room and some other things kind of flipped overnight. Is that where you are? Yeah, and yeah, that was one of the things we had talked about, you know, during the search is that if they went with a coordinator, Jeff Levy made the most sense, and uh, that's ultimately where you went. But I think at Mississippi State, I think you have to have an offensive-minded coach. I mean, I think you've got to be a little bit different. We talked about that, you know, under Mike Leach. And I think one of the things that made State so competitive is you you had an offense that was a pretty high-octane type deal most of the time. And um, so you kind of follow in that same format. You're bringing in an offensive-minded coach that brings in his guys, guys that are familiar with his scheme, his terminology, his culture. Uh, and now they're kind of recruiting to that culture and uh, done a really good job the last couple of weekends getting a lot of uh, priority targets on campus for these little one-day junior events. Okay, they've done a great job on the offensive side. The strength and conditioning program is going to be light years better. Um, and, and I think they'll be able to score from day one. Maybe not on everybody. I mean, they play Georgia and so on. But I think they'll be able to score against – 70 80 maybe a little bit more percent of their schedule uh the defensive portal recruiting has people scratching their heads um there seems to be a lot of concern as to how that has played out i know there's another portal opening 
in late April and May. But uh, how concerned are you about the defensive side of the football and the portal recruiting? I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Well, I'm concerned. I think anybody that that's not has probably not paid attention. You know, I think State has gotten some pieces. I don't know they've got really many difference makers. I mean, I, I would say right now probably – you know, the biggest win you have on the defensive side of football is Stone Blanton. And he's got us played two years in South Carolina. And, uh, you know, was he a difference maker on that team? I think some games he did pretty well. But you're getting him as he's ascending. And so I think you have some, you know, some very positive feelings about that. But, uh, you know, you've got to get an edge rusher somewhere. And there were a couple of guys that could have taken, they elected not to. Uh, Nikhil Webb Walker out of North New Mexico State one of those guys they elected to. Uh, to pass on him, he really wanted to come. But, I, you know, I, my attitude's always been I don't take a guy just to take a guy. They don't make you better. You're just kind of wasting a scholarship. But, uh, yeah, I think because of the fact you kind of got a hodgepodge defensive staff at this point where there's not really a true identity, it's it's difficult to tell these one-year guys, okay, you're going to come in here and do exceptionally well, and this is your role. I think they're still figuring some things out. And I think, again, that kind of lends itself at line of thinking about, what a good job Lubby's done kind of, you know, constructing his offensive staff is you have an identity. You know, you have uh, a way that you can kind of sit down and say, hey, this is what we ran. Here's how you fit in. I think defensively there's probably some concern. You know, and a lot of these one-year guys, you know as well as I do, you know, they want to win and win big. They're not looking to be part of a rebuild. I know Lubby has been really open about, hey, next year's not a rebuild. And what he's saying is we expect to have one season and go to a bowl game. But uh, yeah, state needs to do well, and, and you thought with all these players from Alabama going in the portal and Washington going in the portal and Arizona going in the portal, maybe state could pick up a guy or two there. But so far, they hadn't done so, and so now you're banking on that April window coming in, and uh, those guys obviously don't get the benefit of spring practice within your program. And so the, the good thing is, I think being an edge rusher, it's not like being a quarterback or even really being a safety. Uh, you know, those are guys that, you, that are kind of plug and play. But uh, yeah. I think the concern is warranted. I don't think it's any. Uh, I don't think it's an indictment on the staff at this point to say they're not going to do well. I just think it's they just haven't been able to get difference makers on defense, and which probably lends itself to thinking you're going to win some shootouts next year. Can they continue to recruit? Um, I mean, work the portal until what the ad drop date? Is that right, Steve? Yeah, and I believe, if memory serves me correct, that the drop date is Tuesday and the ad date is Wednesday. There's still a little wiggle room there, but I think that the 
portal, for the most part, has been depleted outside of some of those Alabama guys. And you would think with Coleman Hutzler being a guy that comes in from Alabama, maybe you can get in the game with some of those guys. But uh, it'll be interesting. And uh, it's, it's so interesting, too, Bo, and I'm sure you discussed this, but you, know, you look at Alabama with a brand-new coach coming in, and they've got, what, 30 players that are leaving in addition to the NFL, you know, declarations. I mean, half the roster is going to be gone. And uh, it, this is an opportunity in many respects, I think, for maybe the pack to catch Alabama a little bit. But they're having a – they're got to navigate through the remainder of the portal season uh, with a pretty depleted talent pool in the portal. So that, they'll be a big player in this April thing too. And so it'll be really interesting to kind of see the dynamics and how it all kind of runs together. Uh, I, Steve, I think they may crush some ACC and Big 12 teams in the – late spring portal uh could you see that happening alabama doing that oh absolutely i mean they're still alabama right i mean it's like later it's kaylin DeBoer. You're, no no the guy's i know he hadn't stayed anywhere really long but it's an ascending coach and the alabama brand is still the alabama brand and um you know it, it could be high stakes poker for a lot of people out there and i think there are a lot of a lot of players out there that Maybe thought, well, I'll just wait and go in in, in April, and we'll see what's available. And now you've got some you know, some pretty big opportunities that are going to be available uh, for some of those guys. And so, yeah, you know, right here in the middle of the you know middle of baseball season, you're going to be covering the portal stuff too. And you know, state needs to get a couple of wins in that portal uh, come spring. Yeah, they're going to have to find a way to get an edge rusher and a couple other players. Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com on the Out of Bounds Show. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. What about DeCamrion Richardson? He decides to go in the portal, then he says he's going to Ole Miss, and then to the NFL. Did any of that surprise you? Well, yeah, nothing surprises me these days, Bo. I mean, if I, if I woke up today and found out that you were going to switch over to a country-western format, I mean, I, I'd be like, okay, all right, whatever. Um, <laughs> the DCAM thing is interesting because, you know, what, what we've been told by people close to DCAM after the season ended is the only way he leaves Mississippi State to go to the NFL. Well, then, next thing you know, he's in the portal. And then not only did he go in the portal, he, uh, he commits to Ole Miss. And so, of course, in some people's minds, it kind of tarnishes his legacy here, what he has. But now he's going pro. But I think what he really wanted to do from start to finish was go pro. Uh, and he just happened to have a detour on the Ole Miss commitment list there for a little while. But, uh, yeah, I, I think DeCam's a pro, but is, he's probably a guy that needed another year. But down the stretch, he played pretty well for State, graded out pretty well, and, and uh, was much more consistent than he has been. And it kind of gets lost because the rest of the secondary was so sketchy all year. But, uh, yeah, it's a very interesting turn of events. And as I said, you know, when I'm with, I think people forget this, but the portal stuff is different because they don't sign a national letter of intent. They may sign an SEC financial aid agreement that precludes other SEC schools from recruiting them, but nothing's final until they enroll. You know, it's almost like you know college baseball, uh, you know, signees. Until they get here, you know, you don't really know what they're going to do. Are they going to offer pro baseball or whatever? And, and uh, I, I'm a proponent that I think the transfer portal prospects should have the ability to sign a national letter of intent. Uh, and we've seen that happen on the Ole Miss side. I mean, they've had some, some players that were committed to them and now headed to Louisville. Uh, so you'd like to have some way to bring some finality to that. But um, and we've gotten so student-athlete-centric these days, you just never know what they're going to allow and what they're going to change. Yeah. All right, let's switch gears. Um, basketball. Uh, they got a win. I know Vanderbilt's not a good team, but a win's a win. They did what they needed to do. Uh, defensively, they did a good job. Tolu with the double-double. 
hub, you know, playing well. Steve, I, I, they've got to turn the corner to a certain extent on offense. Thinking that you're going to stop somebody every single possession is not realistic, or eight out of ten possessions is not realistic. Um, they just don't look like they're in rhythm. I mean, Hub can score, although I don't think they run enough for him. Tolu's working his way back out, uh, back from the injury, and no doubt he's dangerous. Bell can do a little things, you know. Matthew, I think Matthews and DJ Jeffries with their skill set should be better. Steve on the offensive end a little bit, just you know. And then I don't think you can play Shaq and Davis together for many minutes. How do you see it? Poke holes? You agree? What do you, What do you think? Well, I agree with a lot of that. When State is really good is when D.J. Jeffries is a double-digit scorer, right? And he does a lot of the intangibles. You know, he's a great defender. He gets on the glass. Uh, and there's some other times, too, he takes milled by shots, you know. But uh, what's interesting, if you look at some of the games when State has struggled, it's been, you know, when Tolu and, and Josh Hubbard have not been on the floor. Where, where does the offense come from? Shaquille Moore has shown some flashes now and again. But, uh, you know, when State gets in a little bit of foul trouble, as we've seen, um, there's not a lot of offense out there. And, and yeah, defensive play is is the, the calling card of Chris Jans. Effort, attitude, uh, rebounding, you know, those are all, you know, strengths of the Chris Jans system. But, um, yeah, they're better perimeter shooting than they were a year ago, and it couldn't have been any worse. But, you know, what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot, a lot of teams do what Kentucky did and what Alabama did with Josh Hubbard is he's going he's gonna to draw a different matchup, you know, because of his size. They're going to have a long, lean uh, guard out there to make him shoot over the top, and you know you go one for thirteen, it, it's tough, and that, that's your your primary scorer sometimes. And then when he makes one basket in a ball game, you're going to lose that game. So some offense has got to come from somewhere else. All right, you think they're look Tennessee's unbelievable, Auburn's unbelievable, and Kentucky is unbelievable. Now, Cal likes to screw it up, but, man, they're so good, and they can actually shoot it. You know, Steve, he's had some teams that were filthy talented and dripped with athleticism but couldn't throw it in the ocean. Um, These guys can shoot it at Kentucky. And then I look at Alabama. I think they've got better basketball players than Mississippi State, and I actually think South Carolina's done a good job and just have they have more length and athletic uh, athleticism and refined basketball players, not by a lot, lot than Mississippi State. So having said that, are you – handicap it to me for me as far as odds that you believe they'll make the NCAA tournament. Oh, I still think they're an NCAA tournament team because I think they're going to – I think they'll do well against their contemporaries. When you look at, you know, the first four, four ball games, you were hoping at best to get a split, but you included South Carolina in the wins, right? You didn't expect Tennessee to be one of them. Um, you had Alabama coming in at home, and there was a stretch. They were 6-5, and five, and now they've, they've really, you know, strung together a really good few weeks of basketball. But uh, I, I think State can play with anybody when State plays. You know, I think when you get in those situations where you, you, you don't have offensive rhythm, uh, when teams kind of force Tolu to get the ball high in the post rather than uh, deeper on the spot, when he gets it down low, it's just about always an automatic basket. So people are denying him that real estate. So, you know, I, I think State can handle, you know, I think Arkansas and Ole Miss, I think A&M, those, those teams, I know A&M is expected to be good this year. I don't know if they're as good as people – Expected, but they're still going to be a quality team. 
But State's got to be able to protect the home court, and they've got to be able to win those toss-up games. And there's not a night out. There's not a night off in this conference. As you know, the closest thing State got to that was on Sunday. And even right. in that game, you didn't really get it done. You didn't get the separation you needed. Um, you know, Vanderbilt is a team that's won five games. I mean, you know, you, you shouldn't be out there struggling with those guys. And uh, and they were. So, yeah, there's some concern. But I think Chris Jans is a great coach. And you look at what happened last year down the stretch. Once they got through the difficult start to the year, what were they one and seven at one point last year in the SEC and still found a way to get to the tournament? I've got belief in this coaching staff, and I think there's enough pieces there to make a run at this thing. Uh, are, are they a threat to get out of the first weekend? I don't know about that. But I do think this is a team that makes a tournament. And if they don't, I think a lot of Bulldog fans will be disappointed. No, I agree with that. Uh, it's just DJ, the point-blank misses. Um, DJ Jeffries, Cam Matthews, and Sean Jones, Steve. You really just – and if I'm just talking about small baby steps being a little bit better, and it makes the team – it takes so much pressure off of Hub and Tolu because those, those three guys are athletic – they can score. To me, DJ makes it so much harder than it is. Um, and even Cam at times. I know he went back-to-back baskets on Saturday against Vanderbilt. And you thought, yeah, that's that's what you would like to see. And Sean Jones was close to a couple of those balls going down. He needs to get some confidence. But I'm, I'm picking those three guys out that are they're taller, they're longer, you know, as far as Shaq and Davis – because Hub can get his shot off, and he can he can do the things without being six five. Shaq Moore and and Davis can't. Is that kind of what you're looking at? It, what Matthews, DJ, and and Sean Jones can do on the offensive end down the stretch? Yeah, and it doesn't have to be the same guy every night, right? I mean, you just need somebody else to step up and be that third scorer. I mean, you know, you'd love to be able to score from all five spots on the floor. It's just not realistic with the pieces that you have, but. You know, it can't be a situation where they just put a long guard on Hub and then everybody, you know, double teams Tolu and forces him to give the basketball up. And one of the things that, you know, at times like when Tolu especially is really playing well, you know, he goes up with some authority. He goes up and attacks the rim. Uh, there are sometimes I've seen this team. It's like we're trying to get the end one and we don't get off a quality shot. Then we don't get the call and it becomes an empty <laughs> possession. You know, sometimes you got to go up and you get you just got to go up there and be a grown man. And Jimmy right. Bell, of course, has missed some bunnies. And, and listen, that kid was averaging four points a game throughout his career before he got here. I mean, he's had new life at Mississippi State. But you know, I, I want I want to see those guys play big. You know, when you're down there and you're the bigger guy, or you're you're at least fifty fifty, uh, go up with some authority and then make secure the basket. And if you get the foul on top of that then you're in better shape. But also, those are the kinds of plays that ignite crowds and create a good home court advantage. And so uh, I, I like the team. I'm, I think they're a little bit far, a little bit behind where I expected them to be uh, because I thought we'd be a little bit, a little, a little more flow offensively. Uh, but I'm not ready to give up on this team or this coaching staff by any stretch of imagination. No, me neither. And I agree with I, I thought the chemistry on the offensive end would be better by now, Steve. Now, But I also understand Tolu was out – for several months, not just games, but practice, and and you know, I and, and also I think when the ball goes in the post, Steve, Tolu and Bell have to know where Hub is. You know, I mean, it can't just yeah. be oh, I'm going to kick it back out. 
if they rotate somebody on me, right, for the double team that you just described, it needs to be I need to be aware of where number 13 is, right? Yeah, I agree. And I, I thought against Alabama early, I thought they did a great job, Tolu did, uh, of running the offense through him. You know, they, they were expecting a double team. They were, they were getting some cutters down the lane, got some easy baskets, and Alabama adjusted. And then you needed that pass, right? You needed to be able to – to have the inside-out game and get Josh some open looks, and then it just didn't work out the way we anticipated. But, um, you know, the pieces are there. The coaching is there. Now it's just a matter of this group kind of coming together. And as you mentioned, you're not having Tolu. You know, throughout the non-conference, I mean, you're getting back for Bethune-Cookman. I mean, you know, nobody anticipated that. It felt like, you know, it's just a black cloud on top of us. But uh, now everybody's back, and he's kind of getting back into, you know, game shape, and you're seeing him play more minutes. Uh, I think it's, we're going to be as good as Tolu can be, and, and that includes as a passer and a scorer. All right, Murphy was in the in the hump on Saturday. Is he coming back? We expect it. I mean, you know, that's been the big thing, him and, and Taylor. I mean, you know, Taylor hadn't even been around. And, uh, you know, we began to hear some things even in the preseason. You know, even when we got slowly getting in a non-conference that um, – you know, there were some things going on there, and, and nobody really wants to say, and we want to respect that, you know, but uh, th- that's a disappointment, too, because you expected him to come in and be another guy that really helps you on the perimeter. And Sure. Yeah, you, you think about that the hand that Chris Jans and these guys are dealt. Okay, you get Tolu back, and you go on the portal when you find guys that fit your culture and fit your system, and now a couple of those guys are not playing, you know. And so it's like when you begin to think about the hurdles this team's already had to overcome, it could prove to be a good thing, right? Because you can say, hey, you know, look, now we're getting all the horses pulling in one direction. Sure. Uh, down the stretch here, we can be the team that we wanted to be at the beginning of the year. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. Where, you know, you need Murphy to come in and play well, and you got to figure out what's going on with Taylor. I don't, I don't even know what to expect with that kid anymore. I mean, I don't even know what to think. You know, it's every, every single game, it's the same, it's the same you, know, you know, discussion, you know. And so – I don't know that you can count on him at this point. I, I don't know that you would even expect to see him back. But uh, on the Murphy side of things, yeah, he was in. He wasn't in uniform, but he was on the bench on Saturday, and so hopefully he becomes another piece for you down the stretch. Right. I think one thing we can agree on, Steve. Josh Hubbard is unbelievable at basketball. Oh yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he he's really good. And that's the thing too is he's a rhythm shooter. You know, and and. I've seen some social media commentary, you know, and, and you know from seeing him down there, you know, Central Mississippi all these years. But yeah, you know, he's a volume shooter. He needs to get up. He needs to get a couple shots in the air just to kind of get going. And and, and you can live with that, you know, because you know at some point he will. And you know, the, it's been the exception rather than the rule that Josh has a bad night. I mean, this is a guy coming off the bench every, every week that you just expect you expect double digits from him, but also too to just change the spacing on the floor. Because you got to get out and defend the perimeter shot. Well, last year you could just kind of pack it in. Everybody tag in on Tolu and then kind of ride him to the end of the ball game. But uh, yeah, I think Josh brings a different dynamic. And and uh, one of the things that I've enjoyed watching too is when he does beat people off the dribble. You know, he's not just a perimeter guy. He is a guy that can kind of create for himself. Oh, absolutely. Some floaters and and otherwise. Yeah, and I I think you made a good point there. Get him more shots. Get him going. Even if he misses a couple, he's eventually going to start to, uh, you know, to fill it up. You felt like if that game goes another five minutes Saturday that Josh could have had another nine points, Steve, just the way he was trending. But, uh, all right, we'll see what happens with Murphy as they go to Florida. 
uh, I guess they go tomorrow and play on Wednesday. That's a, Steve, that's a somewhat winnable road game. You know, probably give you about a 35 to 40% chance, which is pretty damn good in the Southeastern Conference. All right, thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. We'll see you out. Uh, jeanspage.com, the Boneyard Podcast. Steve joined us on the farm, bureau, insurance, guest line. Bundle your car and home and save with your local farm bureau insurance agent. Go local, go with the home team. As the mayor, Jake Mangum, likes to tell us, favorites.com, F-A-V-E. Get a quote in four minutes or less. Start to save for you and your family. Farm Bureau Insurance. Good morning. Welcome in on a Monday. We're live from Birmingham. We've got some sunshine here today.